0: Do Springfield's classic rock that's it shows over there yeah uh, hey back Steven Dave on rock 102 hmm,
1: really hey you know we should do a reverse day and then uh, do Hollywood trash first and then
0: go backwards. <laughs> yeah, that would be a great idea. <laughs> and you know And then it like it magically shows up at well, like nine thirty again.
1: Well wait, if we did you know, we could do uh Hollywood Trash
0: and then uh you know, today I learned and all that stuff and it would just bring us right back to where we are. How about this? Yeah. How about I take the view from the couch I was gonna do at seven and do it at six?
2: Ooh, look at you changing things up. And thanks for listening to the Dave Steven Back Show. Yeah. Oh, listen to you. Hey, hey
0: listen to you. Starting to take a little aggressive
2: approach. <laughs> On 201 Rock. Yes. Yeah.
0: 536. Back Stephen, Dave, and Rock 102.
2: Rock 102 and the Tommy Car Auto Group want to fill your summer with cash. Cash?
3: Hey, it's Carla. Go to Rock whatever-
0: Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rockets, 553, and Bruce Springsteen. with back, Stephen Dave, on Rock 102.
2: Start building the ark. Going to have uh, torrential rains later today, late morning through this afternoon into the evening, and just some of what we need to fight the drought conditions. Highs of about 80 today.
0: Hollywood Trash is brought to you by Aqua Pump, an expert on all water supply systems from the well through the pump and into the house. And if you have storm damage affecting your water, call Aqua Pump in Stafford Springs.
1: You know, we can never execute this uh, cleanly. Try it again. How about,
4: what's going on? I didn't have a button. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's
1: Steve Nagel's Hollywood trash. We're just tweaking things around here. Just, uh, you know, we've had a problem with that start every day this week. Is that like twerking, but kind of different? And it's only Tuesday.
2: No, it's nothing like twerking. Really? Tweaking yeah. is not like... Okay. We'll it's like get flossing. That we'll write that down. Yeah. Flop. All right. Uh,
1: Tommy Lee finally explained why he posted a picture of his penis all over social media, and it's exactly what you already figured. Because he wanted you to see it? No, he was wasted. During Molly Cruz show in San Antonio on Sunday, he told the crowd, uh, quote, A couple weeks ago, we had like a two-week break off the tour, and... I went on a mother effin' bender, bro. A bender. I got effin' sideways and eff. I got naked and posted pictures of my penis. Of course, he didn't say the word penis. No, he no. described it as something uh, much more elegant.
0: Hmm. You know. Well, you know, you can get past all the all the warts around it, and yeah, it is a kind of an
2: elegant piece. Like um, a, a mushroom. Growing on top of a yeah. piece of land. Didn't we learn that yesterday on the show? Well, they should just call it a Tommy Lee-a-doodle-doo. That should, uh, that should be like a lethalized weapon. And in Now Hear This, we can compare Steve's Tommy Lee impression to the actual sound. There you go. Well,
0: there you go. And
1: Good. again, you'll
2: hear it later in the show, or you might have already heard it.
0: Uh, uh, me- Man, now you're talking like uh, like sorcery over there. Yeah. I have no
2: idea what you're getting at. <laughs> a
1: morning full of magical fun. Mm. I like I like where this is going. Mm. Uh, then he tried to get the guys in the audience to expose themselves <laughs> right there at now the that's, concert. That's good showmanship. One, one looked like he was about to, but his wife wouldn't let him. Tommy
2: said, quote, wife says no, divorce. He's just being inclusive there, trying to uh, include everybody at the show. It's, uh, yeah, he's, he's a...
1: No, he, he's a real diplomat. He knows a lot of people don't want to take out their junk, uh, knowing that they couldn't hold a candle to the great Tommy Lee ah. when it comes to the size department.
2: Yes, no. Well, no, again. I've never seen it. I didn't. I didn't look at the actual picture. Sure, that you did
0: You never saw the tape.
2: No. What the hell's I, wrong with you? You're the only uh, red well, blooded only American per- man who didn't look at that I, stuff. I did see. Uh, I did see the uh, the movie starring Sebastian Stan. No, no, no. It's not the. You listen. You got to go to the source material. <laughs> and and uh, by the way, I just finished watching the Manti Te'o documentary. Oh, I started watching. Uh, watch that. Very interesting.
1: Uh, drought conditions in L.A. are so bad right now, it's scary, but not everyone cares. The L.A. Times reports that Kim Kardashian, her sister Courtney, Kevin Hart, Sylvester Stallone, Dwayne Wade, and uh, Gabrielle Union, is it Gabriel or Gabrielle? Gabrielle. Uh, are uh, among the area's biggest water wasters. They've all received notices that they have surpassed 150% of their monthly water budget at least four times since restrictions were put in place. Kevin went 519% over in June, mm-hmm. while Dwayne and Gabrielle were 1,400% over that
0: uh, same month. Now, those beautiful pools aren't going to fill themselves
2: up. Well, it's probably because their, uh, their sprinkler system has not been turned off. Okay. And, by the way, I know Kevin Hart was on the James Corden show last night plugging his new tequila line as well. Tequila. Which, is he making with
1: the water that he's... Right. That's okay. what I'm getting well, at there here. there you go. Oh. Kim was also named one of the uh, biggest offenders when it comes to private jet emissions. I bet she was. <laughs> I bet you. She has reportedly expelled more than 4,200 tons of carbon emissions <laughs> over 57 flights <laughs> so far this year. Well, she must have something to say. Nope. She didn't. Really? Yeah. Caitlin? That, that, that was put to rest yet. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, nobody had any anything to say about that. Uh, Keanu Reeves did 90% of his own stunts in the first four John Wick movies. He turns 58 next week, and the series started in 2014, so he's basically doing all of his stunt work while in his 50s. Well, so what? Tom Cruise has do, been doing that for years.
0: I won't lie, I do all my stunt work, uh, in my 50s. I do all my own stunt work I don't work have any here. body doubles anymore.
1: Look. Ooh. I pretended I was, uh, uh, you know, going into the other room. Oh, you see what I just did. there? I see that. Yeah, yeah that was my stunt. Impressive. <clears throat> uh, Rolling Stone UK crowned Harry Styles the new king of pop, and Michael Jackson fans are not happy. Uh, Michael's nephew Taj says, "Quote: There is no new king of pop. The title has been retired."
2: Wait a minute. I never heard of this guy before. His nephew. I guess what's so. His, what's his name again? Taj. Huh. T- T-A-J. Is he a Jackson as well, or has he got another name over there? Or is he just one of those one-name guys like Pele or Madonna? Well, his
1: nephew would be, uh, I don't know, whose uh, kid is this? Cheeto's kid?
0: Oh. Okay. The kid is not my son. Ha. No, he's not. Ah. I see what you did there, Bax. What? Right. Very clever.
1: You used the song lyric and into
0: the thing. And, oh, you know. I did? That was totally unintentional.
1: Really? Wow, you're like a, you're like a comedy genius over there and you don't you don't even know what you're doing well I uh, think
0: that's obvious
1: <laughs> uh, decades of dedication and sacrifice the title has been retired no disrespect to Harry Styles he's mega talented give him his own unique title no titles are meant to be taken away from people and given <laughs> to somebody else no they're
0: not. You don't take away a title and yes. bestow it upon somebody no, else. I agree, with Steve. I mean, when would, you, ki- would you say that somebody else is the hardest working man in show business? No, that only that only applies to James Brown. That's it. Records are meant to be broken.
1: Yeah, when you when you become king uh, and you die,
0: yeah, then that
1: crown she passes on to the next. King. Well, that's
0: because a line of succession is necessary to yeah. maintain the monarchy. Exactly. Now,
1: uh, we had King Henry VIII. There was one, two, three, four, five, six, and seven before that. And we have a new mass hat every day to crown. It's not like... Uh, yes, it's, that's on the same level. So you're absolutely right. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Yes, <laughs> and they're almost never from the place that they say they're from. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I'm just saying, that it's okay to pass the crown on yes. to somebody else. Uh, Demi Lovato shared her experience growing up as a Disney star. She suggested that kids who want to follow the path should prioritize their personal life over a career and pursue it later after having more life experience. That Jeanette McCurdy really kind of uh, uh, exposed a lot of stuff going on yeah. at Nickelodeon and the way t- uh, child stars are treated. Hmm. So
0: It's kind of like a uh, impersonal factory, just churning out one child after another.
1: Oh, isn't it a great, though? It's oh, show it's so business. It's all great shows and that's your hollywood trash on rock 102
0: we're thrilled to participate in air grills hey good morning sports fans how the heck are you folks we are a nosy species i know of no other nature crawling animal on the planet that's so interested in everybody else's business and yet here we are thinking we have the right to know every grisly detail of every personal calamity in somebody else's life it's as if somehow we feel entitled to know stuff that's none of our beeswax For example, yesterday, Tom Brady returned to training camp with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after taking a pre-planned, pre-approved 11-day break for personal reasons. You know what that means? It means that he left training camp to attend something that's none of your damn business. And yet, every reporter, every fan, every damn season ticket holder wants to know, Hey, where the hell has he been? And why wasn't I consulted about his absence? Well, perhaps it has something to do with something that you're not really entitled to know. And after seven Super Bowl championships and nearly every conceivable NFL record imaginable, perhaps Tom Brady has earned a moment of privacy. Perhaps he took the 11 days off to deal with something that involved his family or his health or something that shouldn't really concern you. If it did, there's a chance that Tom Brady might have shared that information with all of us. And yet, for some people, that's simply not good enough. Yes, he missed two preseason games. Yes, he missed practicing with the team. Yes, he was involved with stuff that probably was more important, but now he's back with the team looking sharp without missing a beat. Why? Because he's freaking Tom Brady, that's why. And but 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 but, what about my right to know? How come nobody talked about why he left? What sort of dark conspiracies left to this mysterious silence? These are all questions that Tom Brady fans have been asking themselves for the last 11 days. And now that he's back at training camp, there are people who are demanding an explanation. Well, guess what? Tom Brady doesn't really owe you one. Listen, I know there's a lot of you Tom Brady fans out there that would like to know. I'm sure if he wanted you to know, he would have said something. But he didn't, which suggests to me that he still doesn't want you to know because it's none of your damn business. But hey, end of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. What do you got? An away game? Going camping? Tailgating? You need the Weber Traveler from Rocky's. A portable gas grill on wheels. You pop it open, fire it up, cook stuff, fold it up, put it back in your trunk. The Weber Traveler, now only $400 bucks at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. 13.
2: And Aerosmith with back, Stephen, and Dave, and Rock 102. A little bit of rain yesterday, a lot of rain coming today. Maybe by 11 a.m. or noon, and certainly by the early to mid-afternoon hours, you're going to get some potentially torrential rains today. Remember,
0: a couple of weeks ago, I was no. telling Okay, uh, a couple weeks ago, I was telling you this uh, fascinating story of uh, me versus nature. Yeah, I was going out of my garage a couple of weeks ago. Uh, <laughs> you know, turned up the uh, up the door and there I was staring staring face to face with a deadly poisonous snake right Mm -hmm. there in my driveway trying to get into my garage Do you remember this story the garden snake dude it was like a boa constrictor Mm -hmm. this thing had this was like as thick as your arm and 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 as long as a car anyway uh my quick thinking reflexes uh prompted me to grab uh my papal staff which I use for Halloween Mm-hmm. during the uh, the Halloween celebration, when I was dressed up like the Pope. Yeah. That papal staff sits in my garage, you mm-hmm. know, in case I need to perform miracles. And uh, I grabbed it mm-hmm. and was able to push the snake away with, from my domicile. With the staff. With the staff. Did you touch it
1: with the staff? Of course did, I
0: did. Yeah, yes. Well, you didn't just wave it in the air
1: and then the thing said, wow, well, i, oh, I got to go away. Yeah.
0: I could have. I mean, there's enough magic it's, in that big piece of plastic to have uh, you know caused all kinds of... Uh, calamities for the snake Ooh, let me run it's an unblessed religious item that's right yeah uh, yeah it's right it's, it's a non-consecrated papal staff and remember i told you that like the following day or like two days later a different snake was there this time right. i think it was like a copperhead rattler maybe like a mm. king cobra wow
1: uh slithery is that slithery
0: uh you know hissing you know tempting me to eat forbidden fruit in the garden mm-hmm. and uh same thing grab the uh, the papal staff pushed him aside get a load of this the other day i'm coming home see and i was going to go through the garage to get into the house
2: mm-hmm.
0: and what do i see staring right at me on top of all the like, i have like a retaining wall yeah that uh you know because it, they it's like a like a basement entry garage yeah uh on the retaining wall staring right into my eyes with his beady, evil little uh, uh, eyes right at me. Another snake. Another snake? An- another snake. snake. This time, I believe it was a, uh, a
2: bone-crushing anaconda. They have no fear. They're not scared of your papal staff. Well, I didn't have access to well, the what papal I'm saying, staff. But even if you did, it wasn't doing the job. They're like, you got to something better than that?
0: I felt mockery in his eyes. Yes, I could see him see. looking at me going, man, you don't have the papal staff with you. What do you have? Mm. Well, I had nothing. So it was just like a like a like a stare down, me and this snake. And I was ready. Yeah. I was ready for him to pounce this anaconda. Yeah, cause I could tell you, if given the chance, he would have wrapped himself around my leg and crushed it. But your anaconda don't want none. Unless I got bun, hun. That's right. But I didn't have to worry about that. So after this stare down, right, I think he got intimidated because I think he saw evil in my eyes. And as I'm staring him he slithers away. I think in fear. Hmm. What I'm getting at is uh-huh. I think nature is more intimidated by me than I you're, am a bit. You're like a snake mentalist.
1: Like maybe they just sense your uh, your anger. I think I
0: was doing one of those uh those Jedi mind tricks. Like you don't want to go into this house. You're a snake. Get the hell off my yard. <laughs> you should uh And he did. Did you name them? No, I don't. What what do you think I like I like uh, what, do right. something like that, like I'm like naming plants all well, of a sudden? Well, that one's Slinky. You know, uh, uh, that one's Medusa. No, nah, I'm not naming snakes. You're I'm
1: not going to, why not? Because Fluffy, I would only, I what would about only, Fluffy?
0: No, no, no. I would only want to name things that I wanted to keep. Hmm. And I don't want these snakes anywhere near my house. Mm-hmm. Now, you asked before, do you have, do mi- you have mice? Right. I do not have mice. And that's because the snakes are eating all the mice. See, I think mice aren't coming to the house for the same fear that I'm instilling into the snakes. Okay. No, like They're afraid to come into my house.
1: I'm pretty sure they're going to the house and there's snakes
0: in your garage, in your basement, and they're eating the mice.
2: Mm-hmm. I would agree.
0: Well, I mean, listen, uh, I don't know how much you guys know about snakes <laughs> or mice. So, I mean, I, for all I know, you're just assuming that this is what's going on. I think it's fear. I think I got the... I've got the whammy over these things. I don't know if you have some sort of
1: uh, like mental mind power. I I don't know if that's true or not. Mm-hmm. That,
0: that you're you know forcing these beings to leave your presence. Do you want to test that theory? You want to bring some uh, like some barnyard animals into the studio, and I'll uh, put them to sleep.
1: Yeah, sure. All right, you're, you're backseat the the barnyard whisperer. <laughs>
0: See, it's a possibility. I got a couple
1: of groundhogs. You can come to my
0: house and uh, tell them to get the hell out of uh, and evict them. We got some serve them with papers. We got some neighbors up in Vermont. Okay, some uh, they're very very nice people. Uh, this, in fact, this is the guy that let me borrow his trailer when I had to move the poo tank. Mm-hmm. All right, good oh, people. Yeah. But they feed animals. Like they go out of their way to feed all the animals in the backyard. So like. You know, once a day, they'll open up a package of hot dogs and start throwing them at that at the rac- raccoons that are in their backyard. Not Why a good
2: idea. do people do that? Not Why? a
0: good idea. They, uh, the, uh, the raccoons come every day. Yeah. He you don't actually, want that. He does want that. He loves the raccoons. Foxes come, they feed the foxes like with little Eggo waffles, Mm-mm. they're tossing them in their backyard. No thank
1: you.
2: Bears come around. Maybe he's secretly dangling mice in your garage to attract the snakes. Maybe the- he's making visits to your home here as well.
0: Well, I don't I don't I don't think they make the the, uh, the trip. But like this guy actually bought a small I'm trying to imagine this like a like a like a like a, like a toddler sized uh, uh picnic table and he, he he took a bunch of plates and bowls and and screwed them into the uh, into the table yeah and that's where he feeds some of these uh of these roads That's not
1: cool. He loves it. That yeah, but that's bad. Because yeah. and then what happens? Then when they li- do they are they seasonal residents? No, they live there all year long. So they feed the animals all year long? They do. See the problem uh, becomes is if they ever
0: leave there, then those animals will be hungry and they'll keep mm-hmm. coming back yep. for that food right. source and that food source won't be there. And then that's fine. So so here's the reason why I'm bringing that up. See, they feed the animals cuz they want the animals there animals come to my house i don't name them because i don't want them sticking around Mm -hmm. i want them if they're going to walk through the yard keep it moving
2: as if that's going to affect them or not whether you name them well we don't have a name we're not coming back
0: i don't name the deer when Mm -hmm. they come through i don't name the turkeys when they come through because they come through in 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 droves and when the snakes come around i just you know the only name i name them puts the lord's name in vain because it always comes with that goddamn snake in my backyard. That's right.
1: You should name it uh, William Snakespear, or David Hisselhoff.
0: Why would I? Why would I? Why would or I do that? Snake Gillenhall. See, the moment the moment I do that is the moment that you create like a personal relationship with the snake, and uh, I don't I don't like snakes. Uh, Histopher Walken. Yeah. Uh,
1: Whalen Slithers. Yeah, you're not helping uh, the situation uh, at all. What about Steve? uh uh Rocky Balboa? <laughs> <laughs> Julius Squeezer. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. yeah, yeah. I like it. I think you should name them and then you'll have like a whole little you it'll you'll be like uh, Doctor Doolittle. And then uh, you, you, one day you'll come out of your house and you'll have birds and snakes and rats and everything else. Steve, I'd
0: rather be doctor do nothing. That's you know, to me that well, that's more descriptive. You've been doing that pretty well. Yeah, I know. So anyway, if over many years many of you snakes are listening to the show, don't mm-hmm. come to my house because I'm just I'm just going to stare you down and I'm going to win. Yeah, going will intimidate the living but Jesus out of you. Uh, I I don't think so. You don't think so?
1: No, I think these uh, snakes are like you know what. This guy is very, very boring. I'm just going to go somewhere <laughs> else on his property and scare something
2: and eat more mice. We're not scared of you. No. We got, we got chunks of guys like you in our stool.
0: I don't <laughs> no, that's. Enjoy your breakfast, everybody. It's uh, 622 with Back Steve and Dave and Rock 102.
2: Leah Wilbraham is the area's leader in... Rock 102, Nirvana. Back Stephen, Dave. Good morning. Uh let's see here. What do we got uh, what do we got coming up uh, this week? We got anything? I think we got uh, Carla Cosenzi today. Yes. Oh, that's right. I forgot Tommy about
1: Kosenzi that. The uh, Cosenzi golf tournament there. Right. I almost forgot about that.
2: All right, I'm going to write that down. We had golf people. No, no, yeah, yeah, we had to do it yesterday because this weekend, I think the Cosenzi the one's coming up, I think September 27th maybe. I think that's a Tuesday. I don't have the thing in front of you, but I think you might be right. I, I, I think I want to play in that one, by the way. I was I, I wanted to play in the one yesterday, but I know we're busy this Saturday with our wing thing yeah, going the, on. The,
0: yeah, the wing thing gets in the way of all that great golf. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, now there's, there's loads of uh, other uh, mm. other uh, scrambles that are coming yeah. up. So there you go.
2: Yeah, I haven't played a good scramble in a long time.
1: Uh, and now it is time for Today I Learned with back Stephen Dave on Rock 102. Uh, today I learned uh, uh, what oh see I just lost it in front of me. You know I had learned something and then <laughs> you, you don't hit the close button. Uh, yeah, I learned that uh, if you hit the escape button you'll uh, you'll lose all your stuff.
2: I've got something if you need it. Uh, sure, go ahead, Dave. So I learned, actually, just this morning, I read that apparently we're all charging our phones incorrectly. I know I am. How are we supposed to be charging our phones? Well, here's the way you're not supposed to be doing it, Overnight. Uh, Which is what I do. I put my phone on the cradle, yeah, okay. and then it charges overnight. I got 100% when I wake up in the morning.
1: Don't they tell you to charge it overnight? Like uh, like your Apple updates, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you, you, they can do with them at like 2 in the morning or whatever? I
2: guess. I don't know. But those updates can occur whether you're charging your phone actively or not, I guess. I don't know. But in any case, this is the folks from, according to the experts, the tech experts, at something called ZDNet. They say that um, it's bad for the battery to charge it overnight. It's too long of a charging session. See, my uh,
0: my phone realizes that I usually charge it at night, and so what it does is it, w- it won't completely charge until like 2 a.m. Mm. So the charging process gets slowed down ah. while you sleep. Right. So I mean, I'm not you know, that way. I'm not draining the battery, and I'm, I'm not damaging the battery that way. You know? Well,
2: according to the experts, the best way to do it is 30 minutes in the morning. Another 30 minutes in mid-afternoon. Yeah, I don't know about that. That's what they say. I and that is today. Dave I Learn. Ah! <laughs> With back Steve and Dave on Rock 102. I'm an excellent pinch hitter, as Mayor Dom Sarno has said in the past. And we'll get to the mayor coming up next in the news on Rock 102. What? Star- Gary Rum Hyundai. Gary Rum will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news. Here's Dave Coombs. First of all, the weather. Torrential rain expected from late morning through this afternoon into the evening. And we need it. Worcester, for instance, has entered a Stage 1 water supply alert. They're officially in drought conditions there. Uh, the city's water reservoir approaching 72% capacity, according to one report that I read this morning. And That uh, city could use a good washdown. Yeah, right. More than half of Massachusetts experiencing drought-like conditions. In case you're wondering what it would take in rainfall to get us back to normal, I did a little research on it. I this. was
1: wondering that this morning when I woke up. It I would, said, I wonder how yeah. much rain it would take to get us out of this drought condition. It and I was take,
0: wondering how long it would take Dave to tell us how long it would take to get out of these drought conditions. Well, you
2: don't have to wait any longer because it would tell you right now. If you'll shut up, it'll take above average rainfall through September. So we'd need lots more rain through next month in order to get back to normal. I'm sure we could
1: catch up. <laughs> Well, the earth has
2: a way of doing that. <laughs> Who doesn't like a good flash flood? Mm. Yeah, no, those are fun. Yeah. Police arresting a Springfield resident, John Larder, on Sunday morning for allegedly stealing a catalytic converter from a car on School Street, bringing the total number of criminal charges in his life to over 100. He's a busy bee. That's the that's the problem. He uh, you know, you
0: say, well, does he learn his lesson? Well, I think he does learn his lesson. He's 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 good at crime. He's just not good at not getting caught.
2: Yeah. Another dude along with him, 55-year-old Joseph Palmatier, also arrested. These guys are lifetime criminals and very upset. Springfield Mayor Dom Sarno talking to Western Mass News, expressing his dissatisfaction with repeat offenders here in the city. And these two guys still walk the streets? What the hell does it take to hold a criminal? That's just part of what uh, Dom Sarno had to say. Yesterday to Western Mass News, we'll have more and now hear this. But apparently, he did use one uh, very famous comedian in his comments, and I can't find the audio of that anywhere. But mm. it's printed on Western Mass News' website. I think he might have released a statement. Who is this guy? Rodney Dangerfield? Ah, that's right. No respect. He did do the no respect thing. Yeah, he did. And and he aimed that at the court system. Yeah. For for not having respect for our yeah. citizens and the laws.
1: Mayor Dom Dom, I get no respect. No respect whatsoever. But you, you know, know th- my family used to hang a pork chop around my neck so the family dog would play with me.
2: Hey. Oh. Hey.
0: You know the thing uh, <laughs> the thing about this is is the mayor knows that bail is set for uh ensuring that you're going to report to court it, it's not about it's not set for mm-hmm. your dangerousness or likely to reoffend. and you know he's been complaining about this for years and chief scott of holyoke used to complain about it for years and it's you know it, it we require legislation to change the bail laws in massachusetts and you know judges are while they seem permissive, there, there are certain restrictions that they have for how long they can hold a guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, the mayor is right. There's no reason why a guy with 100 arrests mm-hmm. uh, should be walking the street if they're just going to wind up reoffending again. Yep. He's absolutely right.
2: But the law doesn't support what he's asking of it to do. Well, we're a little lenient these days here in our society with criminals like this. Uh, that wasn't all that uh, Mayor Dom Sarno talked with Western Mass News about, he also spoke about the plans for urban renewal, especially around Court Square and other downtown areas. Among the other things he said was he wanted to quote get his hands on the land that was near the Roderick Ireland courthouse because that would be key real estate for urban renewal plans. Sure would. That's
0: part. Of, that's part of the plan. But what is not part of the plan is where you would put it. Mm. That's the. That's still still being considered where you where you put a new uh,
2: courthouse although you know he wants to keep it in downtown more crime in springfield's liberty heights neighborhood according to western mass news a week after quote unusual car break-ins were reported a pair of 19 year olds were arrested in charges on connection with several car break-ins and attempted car break-ins reported in that neighborhood according to a release from springfield police Gianzel Caraballo and Jeremiah Jones, the 19-year-old Springfield men, both charged with three counts of breaking and entering. As for the unusual string of break-ins, I didn't see anything which justified the use of unusual. I mean, they saw valuables inside the car, they broke in to try and get them. Don't that's, don't leave your valuables in the car.
0: That's not unusual, right? It's People, not unusual to be loved by anyone. That's the truth. Mhm.
2: I mean, you, you. it's not
1: unusual to have fun with anyone.
0: I wish to God I knew the lyrics off the top of my head.
2: <laughs> That's one I'm going to have to commit to memory. You got to grab your crotch while you're saying the Tom Jones lyrics. How it do helps, you know I'm not? It helps can them you,
0: come out. Do you, can, can you see where my hands are right yeah, now? I can, can you see what they're
2: doing? You're right. They don't appear to be moving. I'll say that. Oh, no, I mean, well, I'm not sick. Uh, we've got more than two dozen potential plaintiffs across the Commonwealth, including some conservative-leaning Massachusetts Fiscal Alliance folks, claiming they're ready to sue the state of Massachusetts if officials refuse to comply with the 1980s law poised to give us back some of the $3 billion in tax revenues we've got coming our way. The tax groups, partnering with law firms, intend to file the lawsuit September 21st, if needed, to get Tax money back in our hands. And apparently it's going to work, according to this report from masslive.com. And how much can we expect? Oh, glad you asked. The Baker administration expects 7% of income taxes from 2021 could be returned to residents. That would translate to about 250 bucks for individuals who earn $75,000 a year. Well, I would take so, uh, 250 bucks. Right? Hey, that's, uh, that's money in your pocket. Man. That's 250 bucks I have in my pocket that mm-hmm. I don't have right now. Apparently, the threshold has been exceeded pending calculations tied to annual wage and salary growth in Massachusetts, and they owe us some money back. So that lawsuit going in September 21st could produce some money for some of us. Well, good. About time. Hundreds of thousands of Bay Staters have already applied to vote by mail. And they've already sent their ballots in ahead of the September 6 primary, which would include the voting on things like governor and other positions. The numbers confirming the popularity of the pandemic era voting methods like universal vote by mail and expanded early voting and mass residents are taking advantage of that.
0: Yeah, I don't think that that one's going away like uh, it's kind of like. You know, people working from home. I don't think that's going away anytime soon either.
2: Mm-hmm. But, I
0: mean, the uh, the reality is it's uh, it's so inconvenient to find yourself in the center of your town mm-hmm. in, like, a library or yep. your town hall to vote. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. You realize I got to drive up to three and a half miles to get to uh, my voting station in mm-hmm. town? Yeah, that is a hardship. It is. Well, I got, it's three and a half miles there. Mm-hmm. And three and a half miles
2: back. I see what you're gonna. That winds up to... being seven miles. And with the price of gas these days,
0: I can't afford. I can't right? afford that costly gasoline. Gotcha. Just to to you know exhibit my
2: uh, civic obligation. Mm-hmm. As of late yesterday morning, 13 percent of Massachusetts residents have applied to vote by mail, and 265 percent of the ballots mailed to voters have been returned already. So, it is a trend that's here to stay, as you say. Hey, the number of monkeypox cases continues to tick upward. And Westfield State, Steve's alma mater, first year students beginning to arrive on campus September 2nd, they're getting the monkeypox talk, apparently, at Westfield State. Oh, I remember that. (laughs) The monkeypox talk. (laughs) Yeah? Yeah. First day of
1: college. All right, sit down. We have something to tell you. Don't have sex with the monkeys.
2: I think that's something different, Steve.
0: Yeah, I, I I do they have monkeys on that campus? Innocent primates? Yeah, they're called college
2: students. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they drink lots and lots of booze. Exactly. Yeah. And and then they have lots and lots of sex. And that's mm-hmm. why the monkey pox talk this year that's for right. incoming students. Uh, it's a much slower spreading disease than COVID-19, but it does spread through close, intimate contact, and so officials at Westfield State and probably other colleges are having the monkey pox talk this year. Not the same one you had, Steve, when you were a student. No.
0: So, <laughs> I was going to say, you know, it, when I was in college, there was no sex. I remember they had like warnings, like the like a staff
1: was going around staff mm-hmm. infection. Yep. Oh yeah, because uh, I think it was from some of like the sports players. Yeah, you know, I would, mean you can get would,
0: a, you can get a staff infection just walking in a locker room,
1: right? But I think there was like a like the football team must have had it, and I guess the staff was uh, going around. Not it, it's S T A P H. Right. Which, by the way, you remember we had T shirts here at the radio station that said that on the back of them. Yeah. The people that worked here got staff shirts, and it said uh, S-T-A-P-H. I love that
2: one. By mistake, or did they do that as a joke? Was it a joke? I think it was a joke, yes. Oh. Although, I kind of liked it that way.
1: Did you really? Yeah, I thought those shirts were kind of cool. I didn't think so. I think that guy that came up with that idea was cuckoo.
2: Yeah, well, that could be true. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of college, finally, UMass Amherst named the best in the nation for campus food Again, six straight years, the Commonwealth's flagship campus has led the ranking from the Princeton Review of College Dining Options across the country. They do it every year. They make this list, and UMass capturing the top spot for campus food rankings all the way back to 2016. And they've held the title ever since. Bowdoin College in Maine, number two, my alma mater, Wesleyan, number 23 on the list. We had crappy food when I was there. Oh, our, our food at Marquette was absolute garbage. Straight up garbage. How about Westfield State, they were pretty
1: good. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't have anything. Uh, I we talked about this uh, recently, didn't we? About the dining mm-hmm. experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they now have like sushi bar. Yep. It's it's like it's it's really like a gourmet. Uh, I I took the kids there to go eat. Yes, like you a were couple saying of years that. ago. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you, anybody can go there. It's open to the public. You just got to pay for it mm-hmm. to to walk in there. But uh, it's like a little buffet. Yeah, it's
0: actually
2: m- pretty cool. Mark
0: yeah. had had a fully stocked botulism bar uh, right there in the cafeteria. Oh, I love
2: botulism. Oh bar. man. I think I'm going to put that on the list. Jill and I like a little, you know, you know, takeout food every Saturday night when we get together. I think I'm going to put UMass Amherst on the list instead of, uh, you know, one of the restaurants that uh, we go I'm to. I'm telling you, you can go there. Uh, yeah.
1: You got you to gotta check the hours or whatever the dining hall is, but gotcha. but, but you could go there and, and, and visit wow. like the public, yeah, what, you know. What, can what you
2: I, get takeout food, though? What a makeout
0: master you are.
2: Come on, honey. I'm <laughs> taking you out to dinner, cafeteria style. You <laughs> well, know what? I don't know if you can or not. Yeah.
1: I don't know if you can do that. That's a right. good question,
2: because yeah. we do like to have the the takeout food and then go go back and watch a movie while we're eating our dinner. So I don't know. I'm going to look into that. Well, that'll be a nice little date night. Yeah, I guess. 644 with back Steve and Dave. We've got the Mass Hat coming up next on Rock 102.
0: GG Inc. Oh. 650. And ZZ Top with Backstreet and Dave on Rock 102.
1: It's uh, going to be uh, rainy today. Downpours uh, throughout the Pioneer Valley. High is 78 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 87 and 67 in downtown Springfield.
0: Uh, don't forget the daily podcast. will be posted uh, just around 10 o'clock this morning. It is every weekday. In fact, you can uh, check it out on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, or on rock102.com. And this week, Backstreet's musical podcast uh, drummer Jeff Plate from uh, the Trans Siberian Orchestra. They will be coming around the area uh, sometime later in the fall, but those dates won't be announced for another couple of weeks. He also played with Sabotage and a brand new band called All Terrain. Got a record out called Mother's Day. Pretty interesting stuff. You can check that out on Rock102.com.
2: It's 6:51 with Back Stephen Dave.
4: Time for Rock 102 to recognize another mass hat going below and beyond other humans in the pursuit of stupidity, incompetence, and embarrassment. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Here's today's mass hat.
2: Now We've got our mass hat crown for today, and we're going to award it to a Georgia man who accidentally shot himself and three other people at a Walmart when his gun dropped out of his waistband and went off. Here's the cool part. He attempted to catch the gun when it fell out of his waistband, and that's when it discharged. So whoa, hey! Were these uh, kind of like, you know, like a Plaxico Burris
0: type of sweatpants. That's what type I was thinking. Thing? That's what I was thinking. This is why I never leave. This is why I never wear
2: sweatpants out of the house. Because mm-hmm, you can't. You you got no place to put your gun. I got no place to hide my gun. Yep. One shot hit the guy who tried to catch his gun as it fell out of his waistband. The bullet ricocheted, striking three more people inside the Walmart in Lovejoy, Georgia. Damn. The police department sergeant on the case, Akeem Turnbull, said the bizarre incident happened in the deli section of the Walmart just before 12.30 p.m. All right. Uh, where was the guy, where Where did he hit, get a hit? Well, it was actually three women who got, oh, the guy himself. Yeah, the guy himself. He got hit in the leg. And then three other people were injured when the bullet ricocheted and struck them as well. The single bullet, like, bing, bing, bing. Kind of very Kennedy-like. Yes. Yeah, right. Yes. Yeah, physics. Stuff's crazy. Mm-hmm. It is.
0: Uh, yeah, it's very scientific. Yeah.
2: And as long as we're handing out Mass Hat Awards, how about one for the health enthusiasts and the biohackers who are icing their testicles? For what? They believe it helps increase testosterone levels and sperm quality. Yeah, nah. They believe it it, it boosts their energy and sex drive. Doesn't doesn't work. They believe it improves sleep quality. You've tried it? I've had my nuts on ice for years. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yes, I did. Apparently, they're using ice packs on on their private parts and cold showers. The practice is based on the idea that excessive heat in the groin is bad. For testosterone production and sperm quality and sperm health, and so the opposite must be true, according to these bio health experts. I don't believe that is
0: true. Okay. I mean, uh, and 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 what is going to determine quality? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's? I mean, is, is taste there, testing? Yeah. Are there like lab technicians <laughs> doing side by side comparisons? Uh, can, I, can I get a flight of this of these, please? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Uh, The study, by the way, (laughs) from a urologist based in the Philippines. It said that people who ice their balls, and I'm reading from the story here, people who ice their balls believe that cooling the testicles is a good way to boost the testosterone in the sperm, but it says nobody can say for sure whether it it actually works. Well, I guess that is good science. Yes. So there you go. You ever uh,
1: see that episode of Mr. Wizard?
0: No. I don't I don't remember seeing that in uh, Bill no. Nye, the science guy. <laughs> yeah, right. Of him sitting on a on a, on a a block of ice. I think
1: uh, of all people, Mr. Wizard would have been like, all right, let's go uh, check out this project. <laughs> First of all, we're going to take some dry ice, and we're going to put it on your testicles. Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> that was a good episode. Yeah, I bet it was. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I, I missed it. I think you've got an idea for a new treatment for a show. I think so. Send it up and see if anybody salutes. All right. 655 with back Steve and Dave. Coming up next in the 102-second sports, more on Tom Brady and his 11-day pre-arranged break from training camp. That's coming up on Rock 102.
4: New England Patriots football. Every game. Every play. Oh, no. Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Fired Grills.
0: Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, when the day comes that I can retire from this godforsaken business, approximately 3,309 days away from today, there will be no mistaken signals. There will be no mixed messages. There will be no confusion about whether I'm going to stick around for another year. That sort of thing is never going to happen. So whenever I hear about an otherwise ineffective professional athlete vacillating over whether or not to retire, I find myself asking the very same question. Why? Yesterday, Miami Heat forward Udonis Haslam announced that he would be returning to the team for his 20th NBA season. Now, if you're like me, you might have wondered, that guy is still in the league? To which the answer is yes, but barely yesterday's announcement comes just two months after he agreed to a one-year extension with the heat for 2.9 million dollars but the execution of that contract would be predicated on whether or not he decided to retire now that he decided to play one more season the contract has become activated by agreeing to play next season Udonis will become only the third player in NBA history to play 20 or more seasons with the same franchise joining Kobe Bryant with the Lakers and Dirk Nowitzki of the Mavericks folks Udonis Haslam hasn't played a full 82-game schedule since he was undrafted 20 years ago. And he's lived up to those high expectations ever since. Last year, he managed to play in just 13 games. The year before that, he played once. The year before that, he played in four. Udonis Haslam has averaged 7.5 points per game over the course of his entire mediocre career. He's got about as much chance of getting into the Basketball Hall of Fame as we do. And yet, the Miami Heat are willing to have him sit on the bench for one more season. And all it's going to cost him is a cool $2.9 bucks. Listen, for 2900000 bucks, million, I'd be delighted to sit on the bench and watch my younger co-workers play basketball games. I'm practically doing that now, and I still have another 3,309 days left to go. But hey, you never my yapping sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm looking at the Craftsman 9-gallon wet dryback. Only 80 bucks at Rockies with your Ace Awards card. I'm looking at the Rockies app. You can also see the sales flyer at rockies.com or pick up the flyer in the store. What's on sale at Rockies? It's always at your fingertips at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's classic rock. It's 7:10, and the cars with back Stephen Dave on Rock 102. Going to be uh,
1: rainy today with a high of 78. Tomorrow sunny with a high of 87. It's 67
2: right now in downtown Springfield. You hey, want to kill a couple hours, have a little fun. The Manti Teo documentary is up and running on Netflix. I finished it off yesterday. I
0: watched uh, a little bit of it the the other day. I haven't uh, haven't completed it, but uh, it's pretty interesting because I think. Uh, if you remember, this is the the guy that had been uh, he was drafted into the NFL, uh, played with Notre Dame, highly touted running back, uh, linebacker. Li- uh, that's right, linebacker who uh, had a girlfriend mm-hmm. that
2: didn't really exist. That's like the name of the documentary. Yes, the, the girlfriend who didn't exist.
0: You recall she uh, she allegedly had died or. Had been very, very sick, and this, and it turns out it was another guy who
2: was catfishing Manti Teo for a couple of years. Yeah, that guy who was catfishing him has since turned into a lady, transgendered, I think, right? Yeah, right. And he's interviewed extensively. Or she's interviewed extensively, I should say. Sorry. Yeah, well, I mean... During uh, this documentary.
0: Uh, she's got the, a lot of explaining to do because... yeah. I mean, do you ever watch that TV show, Catfish? Yeah. Catfish is a great show. Yeah. It just shows that the, there are just some people that just don't really understand that when they're faking who they want someone to... It, when, when they're faking their identity, it has ramifications. It's not right. just all a bunch of fun and games. And in this case, it went way out of the, uh, you know, way off the rails.
2: Well, and not only is the perpetrator of the catfishing interviewed in this documentary, man, himself is front and center during a lot of this. He has since married; he's got a wife and a couple I, of kids. I had sex with his
0: girlfriend. Did you? Mm-hmm. The uh, the one that didn't exist. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure.
2: She was passed around by everybody. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, you do feel a little sorry for Manti Teo if you watch this. But on the other hand, I mean, how do you go a couple of years claiming to have a girlfriend who you've never met? How? I mean, l- uh, love well,
1: works in many
2: ways, Dave. I
1: guess. Uh, some people uh, feel like you know, well, all right, if I have this online
0: pen pal relationship,
1: mm-hmm. maybe it uh, maybe it works for them somehow.
2: I guess. I mean,
0: good catfishing—if I mean, you're doing it right—and and that's why I've I've never really been very successful at it. Yeah, uh, is about manipulating someone mm-hmm. to such a degree where they believe that this ruse is mm-hmm. is real. And if you have an emotional attachment to somebody, it's sometimes easy to overlook. The things that are most obvious to everybody. Are you going to choke over there? We're going to have
2: to do the uh, Heimlich maneuver? No, I'm going to choke during the sports later. Okay.
0: I mean, it just, you know, it's it's very easy to say, well, I mean, how did this guy not know? Well, if you're caught up in an emotional relationship, whether it's online or not, you Hmm. can overlook a lot of things that seem obvious to other people. Yeah. Yeah, it's easy to say
1: for yourself. I would never do something like that, but you don't know. You don't know what uh, if you're in a vulnerable state, you might uh, tend to believe somebody that that is telling you something
0: you want to hear. I mean, for example, (laughs) let's let's just say hypothetically you are in an abusive relationship, okay, and that abuse goes on and on, and you know, on the surface, anyone who has either witnessed the abuse or you know you know or thinks there may be abuse going on. Would say, well, why didn't they just? Why didn't they just leave? Mm-hmm. Well, part of the manipulation is to get you to doubt your ability to leave. Yes. It, it, you, you su- you're suspending a certain level of uh, of of you know practical thought because you are kind of wrapped up into this this
2: the situation. Especially if you're involved with a narcissist, which, especially which I'm. You know i've i had some experience with and yes they do tend to manipulate you into a set of beliefs that everyone else sees as being a ruse but yeah. you can't see it yourself right and in this case i mean it really
0: catfishing is somewhat of a form of emotional abuse yep i mean there's really no way around it you are being manipulated into believing something that is not true Yeah. you know
2: who else was manipulated during this whole thing was the press and that's the interesting part of this documentary, because they talked to the guys from Deadspin who broke the story. This part of it is fascinating to me, because I love journalism, and they actually looked up all the stuff that nobody else could find. The name of the alleged girlfriend that didn't exist, Lene Kakua, mm-hmm. and they started looking up her name and couldn't find any evidence of her. Yeah. And they're like, wait a minute, something is wrong here. And I love that part of the story how the guys from Deadspin were like bulldogs on this story yeah. until they got all the facts and then they released
0: it. too bad they didn't do the same type of uh, good reporting as when say Hulk Hogan had pictures yeah. but uh but the but the other you know interesting you know aspect of this is and, and they talked about it in here too catfishing as it had been. You, you has it has grown? Where you know you now know what catfishing is. Right. You know, back then people didn't really think of a, a, of catfishing as being a real thing. They didn't even think of it as being a thing. So you can see where someone may not necessarily think, "Hey, am I being catfished here?"
2: Right. Because you, you took a Facebook profile at face value. It's like, "Oh, hey, there's a nice-looking person or a friendly person." And this was enough years ago yep. where you could say,
0: "Well, yeah, you know, people didn't really understand mm-hmm. the the." the deep level of bs that happens online right in 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 relationships and with you know chat rooms and like i mean remember the chat rooms on aol you know many many years ago oh yeah pretty sure that 98 percent of everybody in a chat room is a bull-faced liar well i i uh
1: i want i once uh had a t-shirt that said i'm the teenage girl you blanked off to in the (laughs) chat room what happened to that t-shirt uh it was stolen from me <laughs> somebody else wanted it never, so yeah. know that one. yeah you never know who you're talking to right that's why that's why it's so important i mean even on the level of uh of kids you know i i tell my kids don't ever go talk to somebody online you don't know who it is that's because right. they could pretend they're being a kid And then it turns out they're a 70-year-old man out in uh, Iowa or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, you don't know who you're talking to. You got to be careful, you know, what kind of information you're giving people, what kind of uh, thing. You know, we've had Steve Weissman on many times talking about how much, how people try to manipulate you into giving you information about yourself.
0: You know, the interesting thing is people still fall for it. Yeah. And they fall hard. You see,
1: uh, I feel bad for Manti Te'o. I, I do really too. do. I do well, too,
2: but, but only to a point, Steve. Because I mean, he was well, he was complicit in his set of beliefs about something that well, was yeah, but get, that, getting far fetched. That goes back to my whole you know, thing of, yeah. of being
0: like a like a victim in an abusive situation. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so say, uh, yes, you're absolutely right. You know, common sense would say yes, this is this is a total fabrication. But if you're wrapped up in, into it and you have been manipulated, mm-hmm. and in a way. Uh, the predator on the other end of the, uh, of the, uh, of the chat room mm-hmm. or the instant message yep. is continuing to perpetuate this ruse. It's real easy to say, oh, I, that would never have happened to me. Yep. But in your, if you're in it, it's real easy to say, yeah, but you don't understand this is this is real. This is a real person. This is these are real emotions that I'm feeling for this person. Well,
2: even if it's total garbage. When I finally meet the girlfriend that I've been telling you guys about, I'm going to get to the bottom. Uh, you, yeah, I she's, can't the, wait. she's the George Glass of
1: girlfriends. <laughs> yeah, your four fingers and a thumb
0: don't count as a girlfriend. <laughs> well, maybe on some maybe it's at some level yeah. it does. Yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, like, I'm, yeah it, it, it's it's real easy to be critical of Manti yeah. Teo. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, there's many many people in the same position that he found himself in, yep. that have found themselves in in, in places that yeah. were even more think, destructive.
1: Think about that right now. If you're talking to somebody online, do you really know if they're real
0: or not? That's right. No. Yeah. That's why, you know, occasionally, like, you know, like listeners will message you all the time, like on Facebook, mm-hmm. especially, hey, what happened to this? Or, you know, why? how come this happened? How come that happened? And, and you know, you just... You, you don't know who you're mm. talking to, and you don't know what their motivations are, sure. and you can't be sure that Listen, y- you can be trusting of that person. Everybody who's on social media will
1: make you believe that their life is so uh, crystal clean and sweet. Yeah. And it's not. Yeah, That's you're not social, the what
0: real life is like. If you're on social media that much, it's
2: usually because your real life is so pathetically boring, yeah. you have to find a way to prop it up. Yeah. Well, check out Untold. The story about Manti Teo. It's on Netflix right now. And also I can recommend, I also watched American Underdog. The story about Kurt Warner.
0: Oh, no, I haven't seen that one.
2: Very, it was good. Yeah. Especially if you like a feel-good kind of thing. Like, yeah, that's, how a, good, that's do you, how a good story. Do you, how do you dislike Kurt Warner? And like, hes I mean, to this day, he's the best undrafted football player in history. He, <laughs> Hall of Fame. Yeah. Won the Super Bowl. It's a great story.
1: Hey, we're going back to that social media thing real quick. Do you ever see like a like a couple, you know, on Facebook that you know isn't doing that well, but they post these like nice, happy pictures of themselves? <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: And then, I, and then I'm like sitting there going, yeah, <laughs>
1: I know something's going on. Mm-hmm. It, it,
0: it, actually, I think that's, a, that's kind of like a, a defense mechanism. Like the more miserable you feel sometimes in your relationship, the more, the more pictures more you have. pictures you put in, look at me. Yeah, it's like you know. Once once you're already in love and and committed to each other, there's really not much reason to post those things.
1: And uh, and, mm-hmm. and yeah, but I I, I like going yeah. I know there. I know the real story <laughs> going on over there.
0: <laughs> it's 7:21. We're back Stephen and Dave and Rock 102. Wings. We love them. And we're with back Stephen and Dave and Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Noonan Energy serving Western Massachusetts for over 125 years. NoonanEnergy.com time for news. Here's Dave Coombs.
2: Well, weather's a major headline today because we may get some torrential rain from late morning through this afternoon and into the evening hours. And because of drought conditions across Massachusetts, it's important. Worcester, for instance, has entered a stage one water supply alert. That city's water reservoir approaching 72 percent capacity. And so they're saving water in Worcester and elsewhere. More than half of Massachusetts experiencing a drought. Western Mass News did a story about this, and they're wondering whether or not the hot, dry summer would have some effect on the fall foliage season coming up. And they're saying probably not, according to meteorologist Dan Brown. It all depends how much rain we get going forward and if the autumn weather cooperates with sunny days and cool, crisp nights. Dan Brown sounded awful cocky if you ask me. Well, there's other folks chiming into this story, too. Max Hartshorn, a travel expert in Greenfield and an editor of Go Nomad Travel, said, "Quote: If the drought doesn't see a significant change, it'll be a quicker fall foliage season." You uh, do either one of you uh, go uh, leaf peeping? No. You one of those dudes? Nope just by just by like default. Like if you dro- oh hey, that looks nice.
0: Yeah, but you're not gonna go out. Of- you're not gonna like no. drive to the Berkshires to no. go take a look at it. No, why not? That's the time to go. Listen, you know, when we go up uh, up north to Vermont, it'll be breathtaking in the fall. Mm-hmm. Breathtaking. Yes. Yes, but you're going there anyway. True, but yeah, but that's but you know we've got the uh, very scenic views. I don't need to go anywhere. I
1: drive home and I see the uh, the, the beauty of the foothills of the Berkshires on my way home that's
2: every true. day. Just I part do. of your commute.
0: <laughs> Again. All breathtaking.
1: Yes, yeah, so as you uh, drive by uh, a guy's property with a Chevy
0: up on yeah. blocks and mm-hmm.
1: a Pabst Blue Ribbon wind chime.
0: I remember uh, last year I did some leaf peeping uh, in Springfield. I saw mm. some beautiful breathtaking foliage over a dumpster that was uh, set on fire.
1: Oh, uh, this, is, this is that time of year where they hide bodies in the piles of leaves on the side of the street in Springfield.
0: It's a great way to do it, mm-hmm. and it can, it's good nutrients for
1: the leaves. Ah, pumpkin spice season. <laughs>
2: Speaking of Springfield, Mayor Dom Sarno all hopped up about a couple of different topics. He was talking to Western Mass News yesterday expressing his dissatisfaction with repeat offenders in the city of Springfield who continued to commit crimes even after being charged in court. He was saying the courts have, quote, no respect for laws or people affected. No respect, I tell you. Nobody has respect for the Mayor Dom Dom. You know, it's funny, you do the uh, Rodney Dangerfield, it says in the report that he did quote Rodney Dangerfield, but then I can't find any audio evidence of him using the famous comedian's name. When I was a child, I was breastfed by my father.
1: <laughs> my psychiatrist told me I was crazy, and I said I want a second opinion. He said, okay, you're ugly too. <laughs>
2: Wait, is that Dom Sarno or is that Rodney Dangerfield? That's a little bit of both. I I went to my my doctor. I said, doctor, you know my doctor, Dr. Vinnie Boombats. I said, my doctor, my teeth are all yellow. He told me to wear a brown necktie. Hey. (laughs) So as our mayor spouted off about that topic, he was referring to the arrest of Springfield resident John Larder, who's 51, And another guy, 55-year-old Joseph Palmatier, for allegedly stealing catalytic converters. Larder, apparently, close to triple digits in his number of arrests over the years. You
0: know, um, how old was the first guy? Well, that's the guy I just mentioned. Larder is
2: 51.
0: All right, 51, and the other guy is 55. Correct. All right, you know, I'm 55. Mm -hmm. I can't think of wanting to do anything that requires that much effort. Than to get ritualistically arrested, you know. Like I, to me, at fifty five, I just want to say, I just want to stay home. You know, I want to w- watch TV. I want to eat dinner. I want to go to bed. That's all I want to do. I'm not out there with a sawzall taking out catalytic converters out of cars around around uh, Springfield. That's just not. I I don't have the energy for that anymore.
2: Unless you're looking to set a Guinness record, maybe for a number of arrests. I'm
0: really not. I mean, I'm really kind of beyond mm-hmm. the idea of wanting to break any records. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I mean, you're, you're not uh, that much older than me. I mean, can you see yourself
2: having the gumption to go out there and try to commit crimes at your age? No, and I've never been uh, arrested for a crime. Although I was tossed off the campus of uh, Mount Holyoke one time during a, a road trip there back in college. What did you do? I, I, uh, I stayed too long. It was a curfew at that time, and I tried to hide in a stairwell at Mount Holyoke in a girl's dormitory. Wow! Listen to you. And the campus cops busted me and asked me to leave. Really? Did you ever learn your lesson about overstaying your welcome? No, haven't. Just to this day, still a problem for me. Four months. I'm just saying. Four months and counting with my current girlfriend who doesn't exist.
0: Well, listen uh, there, man, We don't know what's going on with your personal life.
2: (laughs) Uh, Mayor Dom Dom also expressing some concern about the available space downtown for urban renewal he had spoken with western mass news about his plans for court square and other downtown projects saying he'd love to get his hands on some of that real estate and turn it into something great in urban renewal projects
0: i'm gonna tell you there's some plans uh, that were not revealed in that study that are that are going on that mm-hmm. are going to happen that are pretty damn exciting and uh and court square is going to be different just based on the idea that you're going to have that hotel right there on court square mm-hmm. that's you know undergoing major construction right now so i mean there's already things that are starting to to come back and 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 change and there's development and there's there's a lot of progress now some of these other things that they're talking about in this in this uh in this study you know i mean a, a lot of them are kind of are the kinds of things that. Are kind of like a you know, pie in the sky type of ideas that mm-hmm. may never come to fruition but the things that could be done in the next five to ten years pretty exciting stuff and i and i hope to God that they can get some of those things accomplished because it would be great for mm-hmm. downtown
2: yep are you talking about some of that uh, waterfront development as well? well I, is know, that high in the
0: sky or is that co- conceivable? What do you think? Well, I mean, I've always believed that waterfront development mm-hmm. would be would be an essential component to changing the the whole yep. tenor of Springfield. Yep. Which is why I, you know, I mentioned you know dropping that's that section of ninety one underground. I mean that that is probably never going to happen, obviously. But you know when I've mentioned it to people who are in the know or who are involved in real estate in Springfield, they're all like, wow, what a cool idea like that a, would be. Like a tunnel, you mean? Yeah. I mean, it's not that unusual. Mm-hmm. It's not that unusual. They've done it in Boston. They've done it in other sure. cities. Sure. You know, imagine the kind of real estate, waterfront real estate that would be created mm-hmm. as a result of that. You yep. mean, you're talking millions and millions of dollars mm-hmm. in potential in potential yeah. revenue for I'd, the city. I'd love to have a tunnel to get to all that stuff. It it would, it would be, why not? Why why is it so far fetched? So I mean, it's it like, expensive obviously, but I mean, but why is that such a crazy idea?
2: So it be like a north south tunnel starting at 91 and going it could it could
0: start in uh yeah, it, it, on 91. Okay. It's maybe starting like around uh I don't know, maybe just before the South End Bridge mm-hmm. and then continuing up to like 291. Okay. I mean, all of that real estate has mm-hmm. gone unused mm-hmm. forever. Yep. And it just seems to me it's like... It, it's, yeah, it would be it's, awesome if it was put in use. It would be. Yeah. To me, it would be like the biggest gift Springfield could ever do for itself. A whole lot better than East West Rail. A whole lot better than uh, the Union Station. Absolutely. A whole lot better than, than any number of things that have happened to the city. That would transform... Not only the city, but the entire region, if they could do that.
2: Absolutely. C- could create more parking capacity for the Hall of and Fame. And
0: jobs, and uh, you know, uh, you know, places to live, and restaurants, and uh, you know, entertainments. Sure. It's a genius idea. All right. And yet, for whatever reason, no one wants to listen to it. Well,
2: why would anybody want to listen to Common Sense? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah. As long as we're talking about water, congrats to Chicopee resident John Bertolasio. He's now the record keeper in the state of Massachusetts for catching saltwater fish. He was fishing on long sand shoal when he got a hit on his line, and at first he thought it was a shark. It turned out to be a cobia, and he decided to keep it. According to the Connecticut Fisheries and Wildlife, they've added Bertolazio to the state's, excuse me, I said Massachusetts originally because he's from Chicopee, but the record for a Connecticut fish According to the state's exotic marine species record list, this cobia officially weighed 43 pounds. It was 56 inches long. There's a picture of it on westernmassnews.com. That's a big fish. Excuse me, on 22 News. It's the,
0: uh, the cobia. Is that uh, the same fish that's often known as the black kingfish or the black salmon or the ling or lemonfish or crab beater or the prodigal son codfish or the black bonito?
2: I don't know about any of that, backs, but it's a close living relative to the remora, which is known as the shark sucker. Hmm. Well, yeah, that, shark sucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these things can
0: uh, maximum length. And uh, well, uh, is like uh, seventy-eight inches, and a maximum weight of these things is one hundred and seventy-two pounds. Damn! Mm-hmm. I don't know how they taste, though. What's it called? It's called the cobia, or yeah. oftentimes known as the black kingfish, or black salmon, or ling, <laughs> or lemon fish, or crab beater, or prodigal son, codfish, or black bonito. But uh, cobia Bryant—that
1: uh, they should, which they should name the fish.
0: Yes, put a, like a yellow and red purple shirt on them, and all of a sudden, I think it probably. Uh, Play a few quarters and score a few points.
2: It'll be shipped by helicopter from... Uh, no, it will not. <laughs> and the photographs of the Cobia? Yeah. Not as controversial as the ones you're talking about from Kobe Bryant. These are okay. And you Apparently, can- it is delicious yes. from what I am uh,
0: being told. Sold commercially and commands a relatively high price for its firm texture
2: and excellent flavor. There you go. Speaking of delicious, UMass Amherst, named best in the nation for campus food... Six straight years now, according to the Princeton Review. So congrats to UMass for having good food on campus. Number two in the rankings, Bowdoin College in Maine. And number 23, my alma mater, Wesleyan.
0: You know, think about this. If you have the nerve to charge your family up to sixty thousand dollars a year or mm-hmm. more. I'm not putting UMass in there because they're not at that uh, at that level. But mm-hmm. you know, Bowden is not uh, a cheap school. Nope. You know, Wesleyan not a cheap school. Nope. And you've got the nerve to serve absolute crap to yep. your students True. at sixty thousand dollars a year. Yep. You should be ashamed of yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, gourmet food. Yeah, that's where it's at. Yep. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna go in debt to like you know two hundred thousand dollars, two hundred fifty thousand dollars, just to go to college, mm-hmm. I better get put some damn fine grub along the way.
2: Make right. my time there worth it. Yeah, we had horrible food at Wesleyan when I was there. Now look at them top twenty five across the nation yeah. for food services. Marquette had straight up crap. Yep, crap, crap, crap. Mm-hmm. See, it wasn't so bad at Westfield State because they yeah.
1: had. Uh, you could get like, it was like salad bar every day, mm-hmm. and then they had like the main meal, and then you could get like a hamburger if you wanted to. But again, now it's like sushi and stir fry yep. and uh, such a one.
0: Yeah, we had sushi, but that was
2: because the food, the, the fish was undercooked. Not oh, well. Yeah,
1: yeah, purposely yeah. rancid. Yeah. Big difference. Accidental sushi.
2: 744 with back Stephen Dave. We've got now here this, including some more words from Mayor Dom Sarno coming up on Rock 102. And now, bedtime. Rock
0: 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 750. And Fleetwood Mac with back Stephen and Dave and Rock 102.
1: Gonna see uh, some showers today uh, with a high of 78 tomorrow. Sunny with a high of 87. It's 67 right
0: now in downtown Springfield. The big bonk, uh, big bonk and smoke is coming back Wednesday, October 5th. Uh, Brought to you by Dave Minor Exterior Home Improvements and the Tommy Carr Auto Group. Enjoy a fun evening out with the beautiful views on the side of uh, Mount Tom. Breathtaking views. Your mission includes a few stogies from uh, the Cigar Room 2 in Agawam. You get a T-shirt from GG Inc.'s Custom Printing and a premium food spread that is absolutely delicious with hors hors d'oeuvres and dinner and dessert. Hors d'Orves. Hors Hors d'Orves. Details and tickets are available right now. At rock102.com, cigar smoking is not a safe alternative to cigarettes. You must be over 21 with a positive <laughs> ID to enter. It's the Big and Smoke, October 5th at the Log Cabin, brought to you by Dave Minor Exterior Home Improvements, the Tommy Carr Auto Group, Cigar Room 2 in Aguam, Northeast Organic Life Hydroponics, Pioneer Valley Fiberglass Pools and Spas, Hempworks.com, and Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's
2: 7.51.
4: Now hear this. Now hear this. Do you truly
0: hear what I'm saying? Sound off like you got a pair. Want to hear the most annoying sound in the world?
4: Now hear this on Rock 102 with back Steve and Dave in the morning.
2: Clip number one from Western Mass News. Springfield Mayor Dom Sarno. Talking to Western Mass News about his dissatisfaction with repeat offenders, specifically over the story regarding Springfield resident John Larder, who apparently is close to triple digits in arrests, and his 55-year-old companion Joseph Palmatier, who was arrested as well for stealing catalytic converters. 98, 98 arrests, and these two guys still walk the streets? What the hell does it take to hold a
0: criminal? I mean, let alone, I mean, they're they're letting repeat violent criminal offenders. got People shooting each other, dealing poison on the streets.
2: There's a hand clap, by the way, there from the uh, mayor. From from the reporter was hand clapping? No, 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 from the mayor. They're letting them all out. So they get, bam.
0: It's
4: not right. It's not fair. And it shows complete and utter disrespect for my Springfield residents and business uh, businesses. And I'm sick and tired. You know, they seem to think it's okay for uh, my Springfield residents and businesses to take it on the chin. I don't.
2: There you go. Mayor Sarno. All West, right. Western Mass News.
1: Can you play that again? Because I didn't hear it the first time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and the, according to Western Mass News, he did quote uh, Rodney Dangerfield when he was talking about disrespect there, but I can't find the audio of that anymore. Hey,
1: hey. we're all getting laid. That would be a good one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody step on a duck. <laughs>
2: Speaking of Western Mass News. Hey, this is
1: my uh, my my assistant Wang, no offense. <laughs> why don't you why don't you call me when you have no
2: class?
1: See I those were, were all talk be... about my
2: lung <laughs> See, those would all be great things to have Dom Sarno say. Yes. From uh, Rodney Dangerfield's proud list of movie accomplishments. Um clip number two, also from Western Mass News, about Jordan Jagalinzer. I learned this morning, Bax, that she's got a new job, huh? She, uh,
0: she is going to, uh, well, she, she just just got married, but she is going to, uh, to start working at uh, WBZ in Boston. Whoa! Yes. That's a big jump up. Whoa! CBS News Whoa! in Boston. Jordan Jagalinser. And yet, Chris Pisano still stays at Western Mass News. What's My head about? is
2: about to explode. Is it really? No, not really. And so we get to clip number two in honor of her move from Springfield Media to Boston Media, a clip from the archives of Western Mass News with Jordan Jagolinzer reporting on the death of Gilbert Gottfried.
5: Comedian and actor
2: Gilbert Gottfried has died at the age of 67.
0: There you go. <sighs> There's so many which, other things I want to remember which, her for rather than that. Yeah. Which goes
1: to show you uh, people who screw up are the most successful. She's now uh, at a better station. This is always a stepping stone, Springfield, mm-hmm. and uh, here we are moving up to the big time. Mm-hmm. Uh, good for her. Good for her. Bet she came you. a long way from my Carly.
0: I'm telling you, the two mm-hmm. of them, the, between her and Amanda
2: Cosgrove, yeah. they're like, you put them side by side, you would never know the difference. Clip number three. A Florida man arrested after attempting to hide meth underneath a cop car during a traffic stop. Actually, not a bad idea. it be the last place anyone looks. Here's the moment when John Schneider was caught. From Dukes of Hazard, Apparently. Or the maintenance guy on One Day at a Time. That was Schneider. What was, his, was his first name John as well? I don't even know. I don't remember. Dwayne, it, I believe. Dwayne. Yeah, it was Dwayne. You're right. In any case, this John Schneider was caught dropping the bag of drugs underneath the deputy's vehicle. And here's the audio from the policeman's body cam. Put your hands behind your back. Do it now. He just dropped a bag and it looked like dope. Oh,
1: man. You're obviously not
2: free to go. Love the reaction from the chick. He's like Swiper from from Dora. Swiper, no swiping. Swiper,
1: no swiping. Swiper, no swiping.
2: Oh, Oh, man. (laughs) One more time.
4: When she realizes
2: they're busted. Yeah. Man. It happens. Yeah. And uh, clip number four. I think we're up to number four, right? Whatever. (laughs) Just keep going. (laughs) At Motley Crue's concert in San Antonio Sunday, Tommy Lee talking about why he posted that picture of his manhood all over social media. I haven't previewed this clip. It looks like there are bleep outs in this. But keep your finger on the button just in case, Bax. Uh, which button now? <laughs> that one. A couple weeks ago, we had like a two-week break. And I went on a bender, bro. A bent And got naked and posted pictures of my <laughs> Tonight,
4: it's equal opportunity night. Tonight, I want to see everyone But <laughs> man in the pink shirt. Show the whole world that hot dog.
0: The wife says no. Divorce. Man, what a showman. What a showman. You 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 (laughs) want to talk about getting your dollars worth for for, for a show like
2: that? Fantastic. Tommy Lee at Motley Crue's concert in San Antonio on Sunday. Coming up next, the 102-second sports on Rock 102.
4: New England Patriots football. Every game. Every play. Only on Rock 102. (laughs) The preseason...
0: Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock, 812. And Led Zeppelin with back Steve and Dave on Rock 102.
2: Yeah, it's going to be warm today, 80 or so, but it's also going to be wet. are going to have, uh, I don't know, some torrential rains maybe by late morning through mid afternoon into the evening hours. And we need it to deal with those drought conditions.
1: Yeah, you know, we didn't get it like we should have yesterday. It, it didn't. Ra- it hardly rained at my house at all.
2: Yeah, and we were saying Bax and I, it, we got rain yeah. where we yeah, live.
0: Yeah, on my way home, uh, yeah. it, it, in East Law Meadow, as I was heading towards uh, towards Handen, Yeah, uh, it was freaking pouring, and yeah. then it it like rained intermittently throughout the day, but nothing real. Yeah, so nothing real soaking. We didn't get any of that
2: yeah. stuff. We got it in Windsor Locks too. Well, it was pretty heavy. Hopefully, we get it today. I all hope right. so.
1: Um, you know, I uh, told you yesterday, I uh, went to uh, our good buddy uh, Steve Hawk's house out mm-hmm. in Ware. Right. And uh, I did an interview with him uh, for the podcast, which may have to be done again because of the, uh, the great equipment that uh, we're provided with in order to you know, go over <laughs> and do these things uh, might require a second visit to go back for, for that particular purpose trying our best to clean that up okay we'll see what happens All but right. either
0: way well, people are pretty forgiving on the on the bad sound quality you think so no no they're not yeah yeah uh so anyway
1: uh i, I went and saw him uh, you know he's he's been a fan of the show for years and uh, matter of fact he's uh he's in surgery today yes uh, which is not uh which is not uh, violating any hipaa laws when you're reading it off a public facebook post um he's <laughs> He's having surgery today to get a kidney stone removed. Ooh, so, uh, but but uh, because he's such a nice guy, he uh, he messaged me over the weekend after you know after we had met, and he said, uh, "Hey, uh, there's something coming for you from Amazon." I'm like, "Ooh, Amazon! Mm, yeah, I like that." Yeah. yeah. Okay. So then uh, I get a, I get a message yesterday from the receptionist saying that there was something in my mailbox from Amazon, and I uh, I go out and I uh, and I open it up. And it's a it's a wireless control meat thermometer for my uh, my new smoker that I bought.
0: That's awesome. Because
1: I was saying last week I didn't get the big fancy grill where it comes with the probe and all that stuff. Yeah. I said uh, I said I'm gonna have to get my myself a meat thermometer, and I tried to go to Dick's to get one last week, and I was uh, I was gonna grab one off the shelf, and all of a sudden I look around, and a uh, Dick's is uh, loaded. The Dick's is full. Yeah. With what? Oh, <laughs> lots of sailors, for a local <laughs> sailor. I don't know okay. what you call that. Uh, I don't a group sure. of uh, uh, people like, like, who like, uh, like, ride like, the sea. It's the
0: seafaring type. Seagoing men. Yes, seagoing yes. men. Right. Uh, mm. Anyway, uh, the whole
1: place was packed with them.
0: No idea and, they were uh, so nautical over and there. And
1: I'm like, I'm not waiting in line for this. There's no way I'm waiting in line mm-hmm. just for a meat thermometer. So I put it back on the shelf and I walked out the door. And then uh, Steve uh, heard me talk about that Mm -hmm. Sent me one of these meat thermometers So now I can check the temperature of my brisket now let
0: me ask you this: Do you normally use a uh, meat thermometer? No, but I wanted to. I use it all the time
1: because uh, the way to go. Yeah, well, because, <laughs> but for cooking
2: meat or for another use—that's my own business. <laughs> well, right. I
1: cooked—I cooked, uh, I cooked uh, two chickens last week. One came out delicious, and the other one didn't come out delicious, and it was because I think I left it on too long. Mm-hmm. And I said, if I had a meat thermometer, I'd be able to tell the internal temperature, and I would have been able to take it off at the time. Now I do. Now so you thank do. Thank you, uh, Steve for sending me that nice that's very that's awesome
0: he's always thinking of other people he is uh thinking of other people yeah he's the same guy that uh last football season Mm -hmm. he wanted to he wanted to place a bet with me he wanted to bet me in in a game and i said dude i'm not i'm not a gambler i'm not gonna i'm not gonna bet you on anything and uh the game goes on and had we bet he would have lost mm-hmm we never we never agreed I never agreed to uh, to a bet and yet he sent me a check. Mm-hmm. I'm like dude, am I going to cash your check? Yeah, It's like I, we didn't we didn't agree to bet on anything. Remember that story? Just well, a very nice guy. You should have. Yeah. yeah, I, I couldn't uh, I couldn't bear to take money out of a, I mean it's like if it's a, if it's a
2: real legitimate bet I'll be happy to take your money, but I didn't, you know, I'm going a, to I'm not a, I'm, a, I'm a lover, not a gambler. And and I got two Amazon deliveries yesterday, one of which I'll tell you guys about. what's the well, other, the other one? Th- no, I won't tell you about I'm that. I'm more one. interested in the well, one yeah, they're not going to tell yeah. us about. What's the one you didn't want to one? <laughs> no, you? No, no, I won't you. go there. I won't go there. Uh, the one I did get was the battery for my BlackBerry. Oh, did you start it up? Still not working. Well, I guess maybe it's
1: shot. Maybe the whole thing is just shot. Damn it. Damn it. Well, you'll never be able to find that text that uh, one of your exes sent you telling you to get out of her house. (laughs) That's right.
2: (laughs) That's right. And uh, by the way, uh, Stephen Hawk, if you're listening to this, no, I don't need you to send me a new Blackberry. So thanks.
0: You'd be lucky if he sent you a Dingleberry at this point. What, uh, so what's the other what's the other uh, the other thing? Oh no no, I'm not willing
1: to disclose. Why that. Well, did, you, did you get something from AdamandEve.com? and com? get, get one one a leather personal, strap? Uh, I'm not uh, falling lubric- for it. Guys. Lubricants, perhaps <laughs> something
2: that vibrates. Yeah. Uh, I don't get my something. lubricants from Amazon. <laughs> but I will give you this, which is interesting, because your meat thermometer story made me think about this. Mm-hmm. So there's some TikTokers disgusted with a man that's being seen on a video eating a popsicle. With a pregnancy test inside of it. It's gone viral. Well, like the Popsicle was made out of a pregnancy test? It's Like a homemade Popsicle that the woman shoved, you know, when it was still in its liquid state, while she was making the Popsicle, yeah. she shoved the pregnancy test uh-huh. in there to give him a surprise. Not, not, as-
1: not used, right? <laughs> just, a, just a pregnancy
2: test stick. Oh, oh no, it's used. He eats the Popsicle and discovers the positive pregnancy test on uh-huh. the inside of the Popsicle. That's why this video has gone viral on TikTok. I mean, it's
0: actually kind of a nice thought, really. What, <laughs> well, a, what a nice surprise. Yes. Uh,
2: look, oh, you got a Popsicle.
0: Oh, look at you. You're going to be a dead. One commenter saying, that's nasty.
1: What's, uh, what's, what flavor is that popsicle? Oh, it's a, it's a boy. <laughs>
0: you know, uh, it, you can say it's nasty, but think of all the many disgusting things you need to do in order to make a baby. Do you want to explain how babies are made to you guys? Mm.
2: <laughs> well, no, no. All right. I well, think then, then think
0: about all the various things yes. that go into the, the process right. of impregnating your partner. Right. Okay. There's. Yeah. I mean, there's the uh, there's that one act that, that that does it. But there's a lot of ancillary things that can go on
2: during the leading up to the foreplay portion of events. I'm trying to be uh, very
0: evasive, much like you being evasive with your uh, with your recent uh, dos- Am- uh, delivery. delivery. <laughs> and uh, and uh, so uh, you know, can, can you really say? Can you really cherry pick which things is gross and which things are not? I don't know if you should.
2: Well, I mean, after all, what to get the pregnancy test to show a positive or negative, for that matter, you got to urinate on it, right? Isn't that part of the process? I, I,
0: I don't. I, I really don't know if that's uh, what you got to do.
2: Probably, yeah. I sure. think. Yeah, okay, I mean, it's
1: fake. Fake, fake, fake.
2: So anyway, some some people are, are recommending divorce for this couple. Come on now. Mentioning please. how unhygienic licking a pregnancy test would be, which is in effect what happened as he's going through his popsicle.
0: Well, listen, it is what it is. I mean, it's a, you know, childbirth is a beautiful thing. <clears throat> Even if it means doing a couple of disgusting things along the way to get
2: there. But these reveals have gotten out of control.
0: Yeah, well... <clears throat> It doesn't mm-hmm. tell you what the uh, what gender it is though, right? I mean it's just a just a pregnancy No, it's test.
1: not a gender reveal pop. Yeah. <laughs> it's just No,
2: a, it's right. Just It's just, just, tell-
1: po- just a positive or negative one. Yeah, it's just telling you you need a plan B right yeah. now.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, you know, this part of the discussion is a very good distraction because now I'm interested in what else you got delivered. Here yeah, now, so what, that's,
1: hap- that's, what, what that's
0: I'm more interested in that than anything else. What was delivered to Dave Coombs' apartment?
2: Let's take your calls at. Uh, yeah.
1: oh, okay. No,
0: I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> no, take your calls and ask Dave what he got. Yeah, right. no, no. And, no, watch no. You,
0: and watch him not answer your question. That's mm-hmm. right. It's uh, 821 with back Steve and Dave and Rock 102. The Big Bunk in
2: Smoke returns to the log cabin on Wednesday, October 5th. Built by Dave Miner, exterior home improvement. John Cougar, Baxendale on Rock 102.
0: We are not related. No? No, believe it or not, we have uh, no relation at all. Both
2: swarthy individuals.
0: No, 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 no. Neither one of us are all that swarthy. Uh, I will tell you this, uh, coming up later on uh, this morning, Carla Kazenzi from the uh, Tommy Carr Auto Group will be joining us. They're about to have their 14th annual uh, golf tournament, which is amazing because a lot of golf tournaments do not last that long. Mm -hmm. But they've raised over $1.3 million for uh, cancer research at Dana-Farber. So we'll be talking to her. A little bit later on this hour about that tournament and how you can help.
2: Just got a text from my buddy Rich, who I've talked about before on the show. He lives in Boston with his wife and three kids. I and buddy Rich was dead. Said, no, different <laughs> buddy, Rich. A buddy named Rich. Yeah. Buddy Rich. I love that guy. He was yeah. great.
0: Yeah. What was the name of that? Uh, his big song. Uh,
1: go f yourself. No, yeah. no, no, no. That was just to the kids on the bus.
2: Uh, drums across the Mohawk. Maybe that's what it is. In any case, my friend Richard sent me a text of a dream he had. It's kind of bizarre. He said he was falling and trying to avoid a basketball with Kevin Garnett. He said they were playing basketball on a lumpy grass field. He stole the ball from Paul Pierce and threw it down court or field in order to run out the clock. He looks at the scorekeeper who's on the field with the clock, and he's screaming, start the 24, start the 24, like the shot clock. Next, somehow Garnett gets the ball, so he's sprinting towards me, and that's when it happens, he says. He dives to get the ball with Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce and the Celtics and the whole deal, and he wakes up on the floor in pain, in real life, my friend Rich. So, okay. He actually dove off the bed as if he were in the dream, screwed up his foot and shoulder. He said, "Happened around 4 a.m. this morning."
0: Uh, uh, again, uh, this was a dream. That's what he said, and he
2: remembered it with that much oh. detail. Oh, he does all the time. I mean, this is one of his gifts. He's got a gift, my friend. If I
0: if I fell out of bed, I wouldn't even
2: remember uh,
0: anything other than falling out of the bed. What gift does he have to injure himself in the middle of the night? Well,
2: he's got a he's got a healthy. He's got a healthy vocabulary and a healthy imagination. He's able to remember. He remembers his dreams like nobody's business. He's
1: like the dream police.
2: Kind the of. dream police. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. yeah. So well, I believe him. He, he's quoting all these details. He's telling me detailed dreams all the time. This is a fascinating story. <laughs> <laughs> you never had a dream that you remember? I remember dreams all the time.
1: Yeah. I dream yeah. you know, I'm,
0: I'm dreaming of driving a train yeah. through a tunnel. Uh yeah. <laughs> and and into a pond. Yeah. That's the only one I remember.
2: That's all I got. Oh, okay. Right. Maybe well, somebody yeah. w- maybe somebody wants to break it down or uh, What's it called when you... dream analysis? Dream analysis. There you go. There Let's, you go. 831, yeah. news is next to Rock
0: 102.
1: You know, many car dealers right now don't have a lot of inventory and choice, but you know who does? The folks at Leah Toyota of Wobraham That's right. They're the area's leader in pre-owned and certified pre-owned Toyotas. I got my latest Toyota from there, and you could too. My good buddy, John Kupek, who's the general manager over there, helped me out and I am driving smoothly, and you could be well on your way to doing the same thing. They're currently pulling inventory from all 22 Leah locations. And that means you can choose from hundreds of RAV4s, Camrys, Highlanders, Tacomas, and more. And at Leah Toyota Wilbraham, all pre-owned vehicles include a two-year complimentary maintenance package. And as always, instant credit approval is only a click away. All credit applications will be accepted, and everyone drives at Leah Toyota Wilbraham. 2145 Boston Road or 24-7 at wilbraham.com
0: friends we are gathered here today to lay to rest chirpy who's chirpy the bird who flew into the window of the house he saw all the backpacks and pencils and thought he could make a nest out of them sign for a full roof replacement this month and klaus roofing systems by Jay smiegel will donate a backpack full of school supplies to a local child in need can i finish here lies chirpy devoted worm eater and avid duck pooper call 655 roof or visit Jay smiegel roofing com comeD
1: Sta strong inspire strike a chord share those smiles overcome
2: push through you help me I'll help you
4: At Florence Bank we appreciate the amazing people who make the valley special you inspire us always. member FDIC member diF.
1: It's back to those busy mornings.
2: And Western Mass News is your school authority. The weather answers you trust hour by hour. From bus stop to bus stop and everywhere in between.
0: Closings and delays in seconds. And the news that you need to get moving starting at 430.
5: When you call, we pick up. When you have concerns, we're listening. Addressing your issues with care and compassion. Getting the facts. Getting results. Getting answers for our community. Western Mass News on ABC 40.
0: We're back, Stephen Dave, and Rock 102. It's time for news. It's brought to you by Gary Rum Hyundai. Gary Rum will pay you more for your car, whether you trade it or not. It's time for news.
2: Here's Dave Coombs. So we got drought conditions, but we also got torrential rains expected from late morning, this morning, through the afternoon, into the evening hours. Worcester is in a stage one water supply alert right now. Other cities across Massachusetts are trying to save water. We're experiencing drought more than half the state. In those conditions right now, and in case you're wondering what it would take weather-wise to get back to desirable conditions and get out of drought, it would take above-average rainfall through September in order to get us back to normal. May not happen.
0: Well, I mean, I listen. I'm all I'm all for ending the drought, but I mean that's uh, that's like seven days of nonstop rain. Mm. I, don't, I don't think. I mean, I, you, that's like the
2: great flood type of stuff. Yeah, no kidding. No drought when it comes to crime for John Larder, a 51-year-old Springfield resident. He's now been busted 98 times in his lifetime, including...
1: 98
2: times?
1: I don't remember my son being arrested 98 times. Not
2: my little angel. Well, this guy was busted again Sunday morning for allegedly stealing a catalytic converter from a car on School Street. He was busted along with a 55-year-old, Joseph Palmatier... And that brought Springfield Mayor Dom Sarno to the table with Western Mass News to express his dissatisfaction with repeat offenders in the city who continue to commit crimes even after being charged in court. And the Springfield's mayor was saying the courts have no respect for laws or for people affected as they let these guys back out on the street over and over and over again.
0: All right, but as we we've talked about before, it's it's not just the judges. I mean, they are they are limited to what they can they can do as far as like bail is concerned or dangerousness. That's a legislative act. uh That would be a legislative thing mm-hmm. that would need to be done so that judges could hold somebody who has a, a problem with reoffending. So it's it's more than just the. It is unfortunately more than just the judges. I mean, it, it's going to take a much bigger, broader approach to this. But he's absolutely right. I mean, how do you, how do you justify letting the same dirtbag out time and time again? Ninety-eight times. Ninety-eight times. And yeah. at fifty-five years old, who's who's got the energy to be cutting out catalytic converters in well, a car? I I wouldn't even know where to begin. Being arraigned ninety-eight times isn't being convicted ninety-eight times. True. True, but he's been at least arrested 98 times.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so, uh, 98 criminal charges.
1: I blame shoddy police work for not uh, getting this man Ooh, convicted. Oh of no, anything. No, no! Oh boy! No, oh boy! No, oh, boy.
2: No, that was Steve. No. Must be those cops <laughs> no, not no, doing their jobs. Stop it! Steve was joking, by the way. We, we are in
1: yeah. great support of our. <laughs>
0: Men and women mm. in blue. The,
1: the, I, be- the, the, I bet you. I, oh, you can't You can't find uh, the evidence to convict this guy yeah. on at least one of these charges, but uh, I'm mm. sure you could find a free cup of coffee at your local Dunkin' Donuts, uh, huh? I listen, listen, yeah, yeah. listen,
0: man, uh, you
2: better hope to God you're not speeding anywhere <sighs> into
0: the Springfield area. <sighs> uh,
2: Again, Steve is joking the same way I was yesterday when I was accused of being a misogynist by somebody am who I, I wrote in. Am I really joking? <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. No, but you are a misogynist. Yeah. I, well, yeah, everyone knows that. Yeah. You don't like... You don't like broads, unless <laughs> they're dames,
1: making like, you a sandwich. Right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. good. That was the line that got me in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, you're welcome. Hey, uh, Monkey Pox Awareness on Westfield State's campus, one of the agendas as kids are getting back to school. That's the least dangerous thing you can catch from
1: Westfield State's campus.
2: <laughs> well, nonetheless, officials are concerned about it, and so they're giving the talk to incoming students when they arrive on campus September 2nd with the rest of the student population returning September 5th. Yeah, stay away from the monkeys. Yep. In Massachusetts, there have been 243 total monkey pox cases reported as of August 18th. And it is a slower spreading disease than COVID-19, but it does spread with close, intimate contact conditions. It says here, according to the story, that often take place On college campuses. Well, I know when I was a college student, there was no chance of close, intimate
0: contact with anybody. And it wasn't for a (laughs) lack of trying. No. You wanted that to happen, and it wasn't happening. That's right.
1: You have this uh, story about the ATV, uh, the guy who pushed the elderly lady over? I don't have that one, no. Oh. Do uh it. A Springfield man operating an ATV in the city was arrested Sunday afternoon while police were conducting an anti-off-highway vehicle detail. Mm-hmm. According to uh, Springfield police spokesman Ryan Walsh said, My best friend's sister's boyfriend's girlfriend heard from this guy who's dating this girl that officers are conducting a detail to deter legally riding dirt bikes and ATVs throughout the city. I guess it was pretty serious. Mm-hmm. At around 1.15 p.m., officers saw a group of dirt bikes, motorcycles, and ATVs uh, riding in the area of Roosevelt Avenue. An ATV rider, later identified as 21-year-old Marco Gonzalez-Ortiz, was seen destroying the green space at Blunt Park and ran a red light on the road. When Gonzalez-Ortiz saw police, he drove recklessly through traffic and fell off the ATV. Ah, When officers attempted to arrest him, he ran away and shoved an elderly woman who was bringing her trash. Into her house, I guess, and yeah. uh, police found him hiding in the backyard on Bowles Parkway. He was arrested and charged with all kinds of uh, good stuff. Now, you're
0: not supposed to be uh, driving them things on the road, right?
1: No, you're probably, if unless you have them properly registered through the Registry of, Ma- of Motor Vehicles in uh, Massachusetts. I didn't
0: think an ATV, though, was like a road worthy vehicle mm, i don't you,
1: know about that. that's a good question you can there's certain classifications of these things mm. that you have to have it registered there's uh, certain ones that you're allowed to and there's certain ones you're not allowed well to.
0: apparently this young man was not aware of the laws
1: i don't know but uh you know uh i was all for him uh you know getting away from the cops until he shoved the old lady that's when he crossed yep. the line sure
0: Actually, yeah. he had been crossing the yeah. line for hours. Giving fingers
1: to the cops and uh, falling <laughs> off your dirt bike or you're riding down the street going yelling renegade. Um, <laughs> that's fine. But when when you, you push old
0: people, yeah, that's yeah. when you've made a mistake. Now I hear that, especially since all she was doing was taken
2: out of trash. That's right. And we had the latest bust at Logan International Airport over the weekend. A security officer stopping a man from bringing in... Throwing stars and daggers. I stopped a man. What your man got to do with me? I said I stopped a man. I ain't trying to hear that, see? He had nine of them in his bag, those throwing stars. Nine of them. Along with a pair of daggers. They won't let you into the country. They won't even let you into an airport with one of them, never yeah. mind nine of them. He had a small pointed object as well that appeared to be an arrowhead. This, according to the spokesman for the Transportation Security Administration at Logan. And when they asked the man... Why he was bringing all that stuff through the airport? He was like, "Oh, I must have mixed up my baggage."
0: Yeah, it's always a mistake. Mhm. Please.
2: But they busted him. Yeah, I know you guys think that all sorts of stuff gets pushed through, but I I listen, I I love our TSA guys and girls. I think they do a great job. And there's go, another example. I'm telling you,
1: go Google TSA audit and you will see all of the things mm-hmm. that they caught that the TSA agents didn't. Guns, knives, mm-hmm. All kinds of stuff. That is
0: scary. Dave, are you going to need some, like, uh, I don't know, some uh, chapstick to avoid all that ass kissing right now? Because, uh, honest <laughs> to God, I've never heard anyone kiss the ass of TSA more than you. Well, that's, now twice, that's now twice you've done it.
2: You're right. I, and I do plan to do some traveling in the future. So, Oof. yeah. You know. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's good to have friends. I see a cavity search in your future. <laughs> yeah, well, I
1: see you on a no fly list.
2: I, you know, I'm good with the cavity searches if it has to happen, too. I'm okay. Whatever you got to do to make the plane safer, I'm okay. I'm okay with that.
0: And so the pieces of the puzzle continue Ooh. to fit together very <laughs> snugly.
2: Uh, speaking of safe flights, I guess they did have. And I was just reading this on masslive.com just a minute ago. They had a German flight that had to make an emergency landing at Logan yesterday. It's one of those situations where the uh, masks fell down and the whole deal. It was one of the so they had to like stop briefly at Logan to mm. uh, to reset before they went on back on their way to Germany.
1: Yeah, German uh, planes have never uh, had a history of, uh, you know, crashing or mm, causing per- problems. Purposely being flown into a mountain range? Sure. Qantas never crashed. German Wings, though, did. Remember that? Remember that guy who uh, he took the pole plane down with him in the Swiss Alps or the French Alps? Oh yeah. Hmm. Yeah. He uh, the c- c- captain goes, "I'm going to the bathroom," and he goes to the bathroom. He locks the cockpit door. And then uh, said, you know what? I'm taking this plane for a nosedive right into the mountain range. Mm. You don't
0: Apparently remember was, this? I I, don't? I I vaguely remember. I think he was having a very bad day. And that's why he drove it into the ground.
2: It's 842. We're back, Steve and Dave. we got a special guest waiting outside of our door right now, right?
0: Yes, Carla Kazenzi from the uh, Tommy Carr Auto Group will be joining us in just a matter of
2: minutes. On Rock 102. Medical Marrow 2. going to have some rain today, maybe some of it torrential throughout the late morning into the early afternoon and pretty much into the evening, but we need it because of the drought and the golf courses need some rain too. Yeah,
0: get the get the, get the rain out of the way so that mm-hmm. on September 27th, it's beautiful weather. Welcome back to uh, Carla Kazenzi from the Tommy Car Auto Group. It's always good to see you.
3: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: So I was uh, you know, reading up on this uh, on this golf tournament and you know, one, it's like now 14 years.
3: It's 14 years. Which
0: is remarkable for any golf tournament to last that long, but you guys have raised like 1.3 million dollars for Dana Farber. I think that's, that's unbelievable.
3: Awesome. Yeah, we're almost at 1.4, so we wow. hope to break that 1.4 million in our 14th year.
0: Right. That's incredible. Yeah. Th- th- I mean, I know there's a there's a very good personal reason why you guys have continued to do this. Tell us about about, about, uh, about, uh yeah, Tom.
3: Yeah. So my dad, who was my best friend, um, and I, and, and we worked together and it was amazing. It was such an influence and impact on my life. Um, at 49 years old, got diagnosed with a glioblastoma brain tumor and he was a really healthy guy. He ran every morning. Um, <laughs> and we just watched this terrible disease slowly deteriorate him And when we first found out, we went to Dana-Farber and they gave him six months to live. And Dr. Wen and his team of researchers were able to keep my dad alive for um, over two years. So we're so grateful for obviously him being able to live for over two years, but also for the care and compassion and empathy from everybody at Dana-Farber Cancer Institute during such a difficult time for not only my dad, but... For obviously us as his family,
0: and when you think about you know what one point three million dollars means to them, I mean the amount of research that can be done today as opposed to two thousand nine, when your dad died. I mean it really is you know these remarkable yeah. uh, you know advances in, in in cancer research and treatment that uh, you know you wonder what might have happened had it been yeah you know many years later. Which and again that's that's one of the important wonderful things about a, a tournament like this. Where you've raised a lot of a lot of money and people have been very generous along the way.
3: Yeah, so I mean that's our goal is for other families or people who diagnosed with the same type of brain tumor or other cancers. The research goes across other types of cancers, right? To not have to suffer the way my dad did. Um, And one of the things that is my favorite about the tournament is Dr. Wen comes every year and talks to everybody at the tournament about the advances that he's able to make with all of the money that we've raised over the years. And I think you said it right, it's remarkable um, how much and how far research in that area has come. And we like to think that we had something to do with that.
2: Well, this is cool for me because my mom just beat breast cancer and so I would love to get involved in this for that reason. Also because I've never played at Twin Hills and my buddies are bragging that we can get together the four of us and win a scramble, win a golf tournament. So, I'm I think I'm in.
3: Yeah, we would all love those, to have for you all there. Those yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's great. It's such a fun day. Mm-hmm. Um we start with registration at 9:30. It's uh, shotgun at 11. We do breakfast. We do an awesome, beautiful Twin Hills does a great job with mm. lunch out on the course. We do cocktail hour at five o'clock. Wow. Um, there's raffles, silent auction, live auction. We have a cannon out on the course with a ton of on the course events. It's just a really fun day.
0: Actually, if you're doing it the right way, cocktail hour actually begins at eleven a.m. Yeah, uh, I mean if you're doing it, if you know what you're doing. <laughs> that
3: that is true. It is you have to pace yourself. It is well, a long a day long, of drinking. Of
0: course, it's a long day. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Now, are you playing in it?
3: Oh no no I work it yeah really? my goal is to make sure everyone has a great time and to raise lots of money for Dana
0: Farber But they can't get you on the course huh you just uh, do you play
3: uh, you don't you don't want me? You don't want me on the course? You're, you're probably like me.
0: You probably you know, it's, I...
3: it's embarrassing. A couple cocktails, and I think I look good. And then yeah. sometimes I'll see pictures yeah. or videos that the marketing team will take, and I'm like, oh oh, geez, bury those. Now, are
0: you, are you looking for uh, for sponsors or uh, you know more golfers? What? what so to... no,
3: we're pretty much sold out. We would obviously make room for you if you want to play, uh, but right. we're we're pretty much sold out. We're looking for volunteers. It's a last chance for people to be able to get donations in prizes. We appreciate any support. So um, you can find out more at Tom Cazenzi, drivingforthecure.com. Um and there's a way you can go online and make a donation or um, gift cards. Any anything mm-hmm. helps. Um, and my daughter sells bracelets online. She's really proud of. She does a lemonade <laughs> tent and she makes bracelets and she sells them. And um, it's kind of her good deed.
0: Now, do you see car sales in your kid's future, or just uh, are they just uh, going to do their own thing?
3: Oh, no. My daughter's already in there talking about taking it over. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: She
3: <laughs> comes in, and she's like, all right, this is going to be mine, and here's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And if you ask her, she's like, oh, yeah, I'm taking over mom's What but do I got
0: to do to get you into this radio oh, flyer yeah, today? It, it, huh? well, yeah. you she's are, a
3: natural. Well, you it's a little eight years scary.
0: Old. You were eight years old when you took over the joint, right? That's
3: right. Yeah. <laughs> and here I am today. Yeah. But, yeah. She's I, a natural. I, I
1: just want to point out, because the money that you do... that you. Do raise obviously going to Dana Farber. Uh, my late wife and I took my late wife to Dana Farber. It, it, the best care in the world is ninety miles away. I and love the, that you say that. And for yeah. the money to go to basically your our backyard. I mean, and I know it's Boston, but it's still it's still uh, close enough proximity where people who have severe diagnoses can go to Boston and get, and get treated there with some of the best doctors. And you, you mentioned Doctor Wen, who's uh, amazing.
3: Right. I love. I love. It gives me goosebumps when you say yeah. that. I love when you said that because it is. It's just such a different experience there, yeah. and the level of care is beyond um, anything local. So it's um it's such a special place to me. So any impact that we can have and anything we can do to support them, we do.
0: Awesome. You guys are doing great work. To uh, to find out more, Tom Kazenzi driving for the cure. dot com. It's on September twenty seventh, at uh, at Twin Hills. Carly Gesenzi, great to see you. And before, Thank you guys.
3: Before so you go, much. can I just
2: get
0: your take? Always on Always
3: supporting me. Thank you.
2: Get your take on the Pats. I know you're a big Pats fan.
0: Oh,
3: What's gonna, oh, I, I what? have something special coming up. I'll All have right. to come back and see right. you. Uh, for, uh, okay.
0: All right. That's <laughs> fine. Good to see you. <laughs> Bye. It's 8:55. Uh, We're back.
4: Stephen, Dave, and Rock
0: 102. Thank you.
4: New England Patriots football. Every
0: game. Every play. Rock 102. Springfield's classic rock. It's 9:10 and Foreigner we're back Stephen Dave on Rock 102. Uh
1: sunshine this morning but then uh, downpours this afternoon with a high of 77. Tomorrow sunny with a high of 86. It's 70 right now in downtown Springfield.
0: A uh, wicked fun event is coming up to uh, at Fenway Golf September 9th and 10th. It's a uh, putting for a purpose for the, with with uh, Children's Hospital and here to talk about it is uh Stacy Good to see you. Hi everybody. You mean Stacy Pearl putter,
1: right? <laughs> right.
5: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I like That's that. Right. There
0: you go. I think you should change your name that day. All right, for it. you got it. So this is a this you've done this before, right?
5: Right. We this is our second annual putting for a purpose. Awesome.
0: Now tell us a little bit about uh, well, first of all, let's go back here a little bit. Let's talk about uh, about Children's Hospital and how important it is.
5: Oh, it's very important. So mm-hmm. we've been in Springfield for almost a hundred years, and we treat patients regardless of their ability to pay. So everything, all donations that come into the building stay in Springfield to help treat our patients.
1: That's awesome. And yeah. then, uh, then on, so on, what is this, September 9th? Ninth and 10th. Ninth and, 10th, 9th and yeah. 10th. It's putting for a purpose. It's at Fenway Golf and he's long, But it'll tell us how the day goes. or those, How does this whole thing work, really?
5: So what we're looking for is golfers to register a team of four or five people at puttingforapurpose.org. Mm-hmm. It's $10 per person, which includes golf and ice cream. And you just go golf, have some fun, and we're asking everyone to fundraise a minimum of $500.
0: Now, can I go just for the ice cream? You could. If I, get, if I wrote you out a big fat check, absolutely cho- you yeah, could. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, you have as much ice cream as he wants. Right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, it is cool. good. Yeah, it's, uh, it's fantastic. So, but uh, but like second year in a row. How did it go last year?
5: It went very well last year. Yeah. Uh, we shook, shook it up a little bit this year. We changed some of the fundraising levels and the prizes that um, the golfers will get. So we're hoping for a great turnout. We have about 100 golfers now. We're looking for another 100 uh, to fill up Saturday's and Friday's schedules. But uh, it's turning out to be okay. We're almost at $100,000 raised. All right.
4: Already?
0: Uh-huh. Wow.
4: wow. That's That's awesome.
1: pretty yeah.
5: good.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So as far as, so, did you do this as a two day tournament last year?
5: We did it as a three day tournament
0: last really? year. So yeah. you're gonna pack uh, you're gonna pack more into two days.
5: Yep, we're hoping to.
0: That'll be fun. So are you are you playing on the, uh, the on the miniature golf course, or you're playing on that par three course? that Oh, also we're playing
5: with- on mini golf. Oh, so fantastic. no skills are required. Just go and have some fun. Yeah. You know,
0: I'm uh, I'm looking
1: at uh, the photos from last year's event, and I see the uh, the Shriner clowns, and this one clown has an <laughs> oversized golf club. <laughs> yes. I would say that would be uh, putting me at a disadvantage uh, for not having. Can I get one of those oversized clubs to play with? You if could I go... play
5: with any club that oh, you want. Right. We, had you another, we had another we had another who mini golfed with a mini hockey stick last year too. So, well, so,
0: yeah.
1: so, so
2: you
0: everything you is welcome. Yeah. yeah. Now. Again, Again, this is a. I have I have done my share of damage on that miniature golf course. I'll be quite honest with you. I mean, there's no uh, there's no windmill, there's no clown's no. mouth or anything like that. <laughs> but it is a it is a challenging miniature course, but a lot of fun. No question about it.
5: And if you get a hole in one, you get a prize.
0: Shut Ooh. up! Get out of here! Seriously, really?
5: everybody who gets a hole in one that day will get a prize.
0: Brand new car.
1: Uh, no. no. <laughs>
5: Just a gift card. What, about the <laughs> mini card. what about one of those little mini
1: no, cards? What about all those little mini cards? No,
5: the Shriners won't give up those mini cards. I oh,
1: oh, want oh, a gift card? I would, like to have a, <laughs> I would love to have
0: a bathtub on wheels. I mean, that would yeah. be terrific. Get- gift cards are nice, but the well. bathtub on wheels really drives it home for me. <laughs>
5: State. sorry disappoint
0: and, and, and again it all goes to uh, the shriner's children's hospital which is is a wonderful cause stacy yeah. if uh, if people wanted to sign up what should they do
5: you can go to puttingforpurpose.org.
0: very cool again it's the uh, putting for a purpose with shriner's children's hospital september 9th and 10th at fenway park at uh, fenway park fenway golf in east Lawn meadow stacy permut it's great to see you and best of luck
5: thank you so much thank Hope you. you have fun it's Thanks.
0: uh 9 14 with back steve and dave on rock 102